Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 31. There's a lot to do on any Royal Caribbean cruise, so today we're going to discuss the many activities on a Royal Caribbean cruise, from bingo to the belly flop competition to Nintendo Wii bowling tournaments. This is going to be a look at all the fun things you and your family can do while on board your next Royal Caribbean cruise. Here we go. This week's topic of onboard activities actually inspired one of our listener emails, Nick Novak. Nick wrote me an email, and I thought it was such a good idea that we made a show out of it. And Nick writes, One thing I noticed when reading ship reviews and blogs anywhere online is there doesn't seem to be a lot of attention placed on the onboard activities. Emphasis is always placed on the food, restaurants, and ports of call excursions. I'm not a big foodie personally, so I don't cruise because of the wealth of dining options. I'm probably in the minority, I know. I'm actually more interested in all the activities on board. I'll be on my first Royal Caribbean cruise in April, so I'm very curious about things like ice skating, rock climbing, mini golf, flow rider, zip lining, and soon skydiving and bumper cars on Quantum of the Seas. The info on these activities seems to be very sparse, almost as if everyone says, yes, they have it. Are these activities not incredibly popular? It seems that unless it's a restaurant, ship reviews skim over the rest. Yet, Royal Caribbean Marketing Department seems to display these activities proudly. I mean, perhaps that's not a lot to say, or maybe the activities are just added fluff to seasoned cruisers. But as a fairly new cruiser, I look forward to more than just eating and sleeping by the pool. Not that there's anything wrong with those things, of course. However, with regards to these activities, I still wonder about things like entertainment value, wait times, hours of operation, upkeep, etc. Even as silly as they may be, I enjoy the game shows and towel folding demonstrations, casino, and all the shows in the theater at night. So it would be nice to hear more about these offerings as well, since they can vary from ship to ship. Nick, I think it's a great idea, and that's why this week's episode is all about that. Because, you know, I thought about your question a lot more, and I agree there's a lot more to do, and despite the fact that maybe not everyone does that much. Of course, this goes back to the notion of Royal Caribbean offering lots of different things to accommodate everyone's tastes. On any given day, Royal Caribbean offers a lot of activities on board, and I've really broken them down as follows. Self-guided activities, group activities, paid activities, and shows. So let's start with the self-guided activities first. These are basically activities that are offered by Royal Caribbean either for use anytime or at select times to be done on your own. Basically, these are activities that don't require a group or a leader to coordinate it. It's something you can do at your own pace whenever you feel up for it. Some examples of these include shuffleboard, mini golf, dancing, ping pong, billiards. The great thing about these sort of activities is you can really try them out whenever you feel up for it. It's also good for people who want something low-key or maybe even without a crowd. As an example, I really enjoy playing mini golf at night after dinner with my wife or maybe trying the shuffleboard because, well, when else do you get to play a legit game of shuffleboard, right? These are just some of the kind of activities you can do that are on your own. Next are group activities, and this is really the bulk of the activities Royal Caribbean offers. These are events like dance classes, trivia, the Nintendo Wii tournament, Flow Rider, and the infamous belly flop competition. These activities are led by a member or members of the activity staff and sometimes even by the activities director, him or herself. The great thing about these events are they can be a lot of fun depending on who attends. There are definitely some events that are sparsely attended and thus the level of engagement is somewhat lessened. Events like dodgeball, volleyball, and the Wii tournament and some other events also sometimes don't get that heavily attended and thus can be more low-key in nature. However, I think the majority of group events that you see on any given day do draw a good crowd and they can be a lot of fun to engage in. As things, one event that's really popular is trivia, and it's held multiple times throughout the cruise. Sometimes you can also have trivia maybe even two to three times per day. Trivia usually has categories like TV themes, certain decades of music, or even popular artists like Michael Jackson. There are some token prizes that you get, but really, the idea about trivia is not so much the prize you get as it is the satisfaction of knowing whether or not I got all the answers correct. 
You can form groups to play together and combine knowledge. My friend Kaylee, who writes the uh, CruiseCast podcast, recommends finding somebody else who has knowledge in areas that you don't and teaming up with them. As an example, I'm a geography and history buff, but this may come as a shock to some of you. I'm not quite up to snuff when it comes to like celebrity culture or 1990s music as an example. So I try to find someone who knows that stuff and we can be a great team together. Trivia can be very popular and it's among one of the best free events Royal Caribbean offers. So you definitely want to check that out, especially if you've never been, just go there and observe it. It's very, very fun. The events at the pool tend to be quite popular, especially on sea days because a lot of people are there to begin with anyway. The belly flop and sexiest man competitions all draw massive crowds that often fill up the pool deck. Now, I'm far too modest, shy, and wimpy to ever compete, but I have to admit these are a lot of fun to watch because of the funny things these guys do to wow the judges. The dancing events are also popular, especially the ones where a form of dancing is being taught. It's just, you know, fun. People are out there anyway. Why not give it a try to learn line dancing or the Macarena or whatever. I also enjoy just sitting and listening to the reggae bands that play on the pool deck, preferably with a boat drink in my hand. To me, it's one of the quintessential cruising moments that are out there. And luckily, Royal Caribbean is a big fan of live music. So you'll find live music at the pool deck. You'll find live music in some of the lounges and bars. It's a great way to spend a couple hours. Again, with people already at the pool deck, there's opportunity for people to participate who may not even know the event to begin with. So these events at the pool deck tend to be better attended, certainly. Now, speaking of the pool deck... On revitalized Royal Caribbean ships, there are movies shown each night on the large LCD TV screen by the pool. These movies are either recent hits or even classics. As an example, I saw The Butler on my last cruise as well as Grease. So you get kind of a little of new, a little old. Weather permitting, it can be a lot of fun to watch these movies, especially if you hop in the pool to watch. So There's also events on the sports cycle like 3 and 3 basketball tournaments and adult dodgeball. This is like Royal Caribbean's equivalent of gym class, and I really wanted to try dodgeball, but I never have, partially because I think I'm afraid of the long-term ramifications of hitting someone with a dodgeball and then seeing them later on the cruise and it being awkward. Granted, I may be overthinking the issue. I think perhaps, now that I think about it, we should organize a team Royal Caribbean blog dodgeball team for the upcoming Royal Caribbean blog group cruise on Quantum of the Seas on March 21st, 2015. Well, I'll, I'll start working on it. Maybe a little sign-up sheet. So if you enjoy one of these sports, it can be a lot of fun to not only play these games, but also meet others who enjoy it too. I recall seeing events for basketball, dodgeball, soccer, and volleyball over the courses of my career. There may be another one here or two there. I've also seen but never participated in scavenger hunts. Now, sometimes it says family scavenger hunts, which I assume means it's somewhat easier and makes it suitable for kids too. But other times, it's basically a search around the ship for certain hidden objects and a token prize again for the winner. So, something else to do. Lastly, we have sing-along events, which are usually held in bars. And I talked about this a little earlier. The schooner bar and whatever British pub you happen to have in your ship. There's usually a British bar on most Royal Caribbean ships. They just have different names on every ship. I don't know why they keep naming them different ones, but they do. Anyway, they can be great fun because... It's just an opportunity, you know, to have a couple drinks and sing. On Freedom of the Seas, I had a blast when I in the British pub singing along. Of course, as I mentioned, having a few drinks definitely helps you get in the mood, if you know what I mean. Now, paid events are the next group of activities Royal Caribbean offers, and these paid events are usually group events, although sometimes they can't be individual. Paid events, as the name implies, requires an additional cost to participate. Often the cost is low, somewhere between maybe 5 or $20, but they can go up from there. First, let's look at gym classes. The Royal Caribbean Fitness Center on your ship will offer classes such as yoga, Pilates, spin, boot camp, and even others. You can sign up for one class at a time or all at once. Most classes tend to be in the morning, especially before 9 a.m., so it's definitely for the early risers. I did a spin class once, and I felt like I was going to die afterwards, which I think was the point of the course. <laughs> Another paid event is bingo, and this is a popular one. 
Bingo is held multiple times on your cruise, usually on sea days. Bingo on Royal Caribbean can be expensive very quickly, actually. Each bingo session goes through about half a dozen games or so, and you can purchase multiple game cards and even electronic game cards that score for you. So all you have to do is sit there and wait for it to tell you you have bingo. Seriously. The best bingo game is going to be probably the one on the last day when the progressive jackpot that's been accruing over the course of your cruise must be won by somebody. This can be worth often hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. Bingo is a lot of fun to play, but you can easily drop somewhere like $50 per person if you max out your options for trying to win. So again, it can be expensive, but in terms of bingo, it is a lot of fun. They have a good time with it. The bingo people that call it are usually a good bunch. So again, fun stuff. Speaking of gambling, the casino will also offer events like blackjack tournaments, slot tournaments, poker tournaments, and more. They do require a buy-in amount, which as I recall, isn't huge, relatively speaking, because my gambling skills are really not that great. And I make James Bond feel bad for me. I haven't tried any of them personally, but I've watched a couple and people really get into it. If you consider yourself decent at any of these games, it may be worth a shot at it. The casino also offers tutorials on playing various games, and these are all free, actually, so you can learn maybe a game like craps or roulette or poker if you've never played it before. The the dealers I've dealt with, get it, dealers, uh have all been pretty accommodating for novices, and it's not like land casinos where their tolerance for newbies is much less. Another paid activity is the Flow Rider, lessons on the Flow Rider, that is. The Flow Rider itself is free, but Royal Caribbean offers private lessons because the floor rider can get very crowded and getting enough time to really master the art of standing up on a board on the floor rider is really hard. Royal Caribbean offers time that you can have private for a fee to have an instructor help you learn to surf and get the floor rider down pat. It's not terribly expensive as I recall for this option. And if you really want to be able to stand up and learn to surf, I really feel like this is the best way to do it. Otherwise you're just gonna be standing in line constantly to try to get time in there. Now, the last type of activities we have are shows, and shows are large productions usually held in a theater. On Oasis and Quantum of the Seas, as well as Liberty of the Seas, there are Broadway shows you can see. These are like the Broadway shows that travel around the country, but are dedicated to the ships. Currently, Oasis of the Seas offers Hairspray, Allure of the Seas offers Chicago, Liberty of the Seas offers Saturday Night Fever, and Quantum of the Seas offers Mamma Mia. These Broadway shows are the best shows Royal Caribbean puts on, and they're performed actually by Royal Caribbean's own dancers and singers. Also, if you consider how much tickets for these same Broadway shows might cost you at home or somewhere on land, it's well worth the time to go see them, I think. Now, Royal Caribbean also produces a number of musical and production shows of their own. These are mostly medley shows of popular music set to a specific genre like Broadway classics, ice skating shows, comedy shows, aqua shows, and more. The quality of these shows can vary, and some are definitely better than others. The stage shows on the Oasis class and Freedom class ships are definitely superior, I feel, to the shows I've seen on other classes. And overall, I wouldn't mind seeing more of a defiant storyline, honestly, to some of the shows that Royal Caribbean puts on. Many of the shows lack a narrative and are just really a medley of songs or dance that are really just put together. There are, however, some signature shows on every Royal Caribbean ship you really need to see. These include Love and Marriage Game Show, Battle of the Sexes, The Quest, and The Farewell Show. These shows involve audience participation and are really entertaining, I feel. My wife and I absolutely love watching the Love and Marriage Game Show because every time you'll have at least one couple who will embarrass themselves all in the name of good fun. The quest is, I've tried to explain this before, it's basically an adult scavenger hunt and it's really hard to describe other than it's basically a group competition among guests to do specific things the fastest. You can watch or participate. It's a real blast and I highly recommend it. I will mention that apart from the quest, these shows are actually broadcast most times at least on your stateroom television if you can if you can't make it to the stage. In fact, some are taped and rebroadcast later too, so you can watch them later on. This is good, you know, if you've got kids and you're just not gonna be able to make it to a ten or eleven o'clock show, 
Here you go. You get a chance to see these shows as well. Royal Caribbean also offers parades on ships with a Royal Promenade. Ships with the DreamWorks experience will get a DreamWorks character parade, while the rest of the ships get a more of a generic parade. As an example, on Navigator this season, it was a circus-themed parade. These parades are fun, and my daughter really enjoys them, and I think a lot of kids get a kick out of it. These parades aren't parades in the sense of them traditional sense, like there's no floats. Rather, they're costume characters running literally back and forth across the promenade during the show. They're performers on stilts and scooters, and it's just a lot of fun. It's a good opportunity, really, to just, you know, sit back and enjoy people kind of, you know, literally parading around in fun costumes. I mentioned uh, the DreamWorks experience, and the other unique event that comes along with the DreamWorks experience is the DreamWorks character breakfast. It's usually held once or twice per cruise, and it's free, which is great. But as I recall, it's also held very early in the morning, like 7 a.m., if I'm not mistaken. My family has always aspired to do it. But I don't think we've ever gone through with it because of the timing, and we always just end up wanting to sleep in because it's a sea day, and we probably had a couple days of waking up early. It's probably the best way, however, to meet DreamWorks characters. The DreamWorks characters do also do meet and greets throughout your cruise at specified times around the ship, but the character breakfast is a lot of fun as well, and it's just a different way of doing it. Lastly, we have eye shows, which I'm a big fan of because of how darn cool they are. The eye shows are performances that are set to music. It's kind of like an instrumental musical, but with ice skates. I do think these are among the best shows Royal Caribbean does that aren't Broadway shows. So if you get a chance to be on a ship that has an ice show, make sure you go see it. Of course, all these shows are listed in your cruise compass, which you're going to get every single day in your stateroom. And if you lose it or throw it out accidentally or someone messes it up, you always get new ones from guest relations and from your stateroom attendant. And they're all over the ship. It's very easy to get it. My recommendation is... You kind of take a look at them each night. You get back to your room. There's one waiting for you. Go take a look at it and kind of highlight either mentally or physically which events are of interest to you. In fact, they are actually tear away. You can take the cruise compass and tear away the events thing and they fold up nicely, put in your pocket and bring them around for what you need. I'll actually put a link in our show notes to the cruise compass section of royalcaribbeanblog.com where you can actually see past cruise compasses from other cruises and you can get an idea of what to expect in terms of activities, especially if you're ongoing on that particular ship. So if you're going on a Freedom of the Seas cruise, look for one of the most recent Freedom of the Seas compasses, and you'll be able to find a list of activities to expect there. Again, activities vary from ship to ship, even sailing to sailing. So it's kind of different depending on what's going on. Of course, the other thing that we didn't mention, there's also lots more events. Uh, in the ships that have centrums, like the Radiance class, you're going to have the centrum shows. There, there's so much that goes on, and it really varies from ship to ship to ship. And I know, Nick, you were kind of asking about some of those events, and I can't unfortunately squeeze it all in. There's just so many things that are going on. There's the demonstrations like you mentioned. I recommend just trying them out. Just go by, walk by, see what's going on. Now, one of the things you also mentioned was, of course, the wait times. Most events I've been to, you can literally show up as the event's about to start. The only exception may be the Broadway shows and the ice skating shows is you probably need to get there a little early. I would recommend, honestly, you could show up probably 15, 20 minutes early and be perfectly fine. If you show up any earlier than that, like 20, 30 minutes, you'll have pick of the litter in terms of seating. It's not a huge deal in terms of overcrowding, as I recall. Again, the exception being Broadway shows and the ice skating shows, especially if the weather's bad. That would be the only other thing. If it's raining outside, expect a lot more people at the shows. But for like, you know, the towel folding demonstration for the pool stuff, unless you just want a really good seat, you can only show up a couple minutes before. And a lot of times I'll just walk around and be like, oh, look, there's an event going on and I'll stop by and see what's going on there. So Nick, I hope this answers this question for you. 
And you know what? There's what I like about it is I'll personally find a few events that I'm interested in, and that's what makes Royal Caribbean Cruise fun for me. There's lots to do and something for everyone. And hey, if all else fails, you grab your iPod or book and get some time out by the pool in a chair or just a chair overlooking the ocean. Let's go to our listener feedback section where I read your emails, tweets, Facebook messages, and any other ways you've got in contact with me legally or otherwise. <laughs> Let's start with an email from Christopher Percy. In episode 29, welcome back. I enjoyed reading your daily live blog while you were cruising. The detail, pictures, and overall quality was professional in quality. If you lose your day job, you have a future in doing cruise reviews. Great to hear about all the upgrades and refurbishment of the ship. Sounds like she has a new ship again. The new specialty restaurants all sound terrific and a nice option of chops. I think I'll pass on the dry aged steaks. The virtual balconies are an amazing combination of technology and value and an excellent example of Royal Caribbean's quest to provide cutting edge features on the chips. That's why we are loyal to Royal. I agree, Christopher. Thank you for the email, of course. And, you know, it's interesting how Royal Caribbean, again, just keeps pushing the envelope. I think, and that's a good thing for guests. The more they offer, the more they continue to try to innovate, I think is just good for us in the long run. Even if something like you said, you know, you're not interested in the dry age takes, no problem. But variety, it's, it's the fruit of life, right? It just gives you more choices. And I love having choices. I'd rather have too many choices than not enough. So bring it on. That's what I say. Next email is from Brian Childress, who writes, I got an answer about the connecting rooms with being on a suite. Here's the concierge reply to my email that I sent to them. <clears throat> According to the concierge services, amenities, and reserved areas for suite guests are exclusively for guests with gold C pass cards only, suite guests. We will make sure to accommodate the rest of your family as well. Needless to say, I am impressed with their quick response, and on top of that, they are reserving me four of the Royal Connect phones so we can keep in touch without the kids while at specialty dining nights or at the pool. That's great to hear, Brian. I'm glad to hear that you got such a quick response from the concierge service. And you know what? It's also great. I'm also happy to hear that they are not bending over for you, but they're certainly making an exception because obviously you are a sweet guest, but you've got kids who aren't. Why shouldn't they get access to the same thing that you are? You're all family after all. So good for you. And thanks for the response. I really, really like hearing back, especially when we get follow-ups on you know questions that we had. So thank you, Brian. Next is an email from Kayla. Thank you for posting about Royal Caribbean opening their Jewel of the Seas cruises out of Los Angeles. I made our reservations for the October 3rd, 2015 sailing right away. I'm booking it as a surprise wedding anniversary present for my husband. Our six-year anniversary is the day before our sailing. Even though we have already been to all the stops aside from Ensenada, I am still so excited that I'll be able to drive to Royal Caribbean Cruise. It might not be going anywhere exotic, but I'm thrilled to explore a ship we've never been on and go to ports we love on a Royal Caribbean ship. That's all a California girl can ask for. Kayla, that sounds great. I am very jealous you get to go on that cruise, by the way. Those Los Angeles cruises on Jewel of the Seas look amazing, and I am very jealous. So you can consider yourself yet another listener of this podcast that I am jealous of already. But sounds great. And Kayla, I would love to hear back from you about your experience there. So, of course, uh, report back. And if you have any questions or feedback about your planning process, why don't you join us on the Royal Caribbean blog message boards and share it there. And I'm sure we can all help you out. Next email is from Mike Huntington. Listen to the podcast and found it full good of information on your Navigator of the Seas cruise. I'm curious if they still installed the freestyle Coke machines on Navigator of the Seas. Actually, no, they did not. It seems like they're only adding the freestyle machines to ships that do not leave the United States. And the Royal Caribbean ships that have Coca-Cola freestyle machines are Allure of the Seas, Enchantment of the Seas, Explorer of the Seas, Freedom of the Seas, Grandeur of the Seas, Jewel of the Seas, Majesty of the Seas, Oasis of the Seas, and Quantum of the Seas. Yes, I know that Jewel of the Seas has left the United States previously, but for whatever reason, it's on there. But no, it's not on Navigator of the Seas and does not appear to be, at least at this point, coming there. Although we never know. 
Next, we have an email from Christy. And Christy, I'm not going to try to butcher your last name, so I apologize. Next time you email us, just give me a pronunciation guide because I really don't want to mispronounce your name. So we'll just say Christy here. Hey, Christy, I have some questions for you. What other cruise lines have you cruised? What's your day job? Is either you or your wife a travel agent? And finally, I listened to your podcast pre and post cruise, and I wondered, why do you force it to only be a half hour long? These are great questions, Christy, and I'll answer them quickly for you. Other cruise lines I've cruised have been Disney Cruise Line and Norwegian Cruise Line. My day job, actually a web developer, has nothing to do with cruising. And no, neither me nor my wife are a travel agent. This website is on podcasts are not owned by travel agents. We don't work for travel agents. And I'm not secretly a travel agent. Now, why the show is 30 minutes or less, that's actually an intentional thing on my part. The reason I feel that way is that, you know, as much as some people might want to listen to a hour or two hour long podcast, I think really the lowest common denominator is going to be the shortest podcast I could put out there. So I feel it's better to put out a shorter podcast that everyone is, or more people are going to listen to than a longer one. Sure. I, I, I trust me, I could talk about real creeping for hours and hours and hours. I don't think anyone wants to listen to me talk for hours and hours and hours and hours. So I try to keep it short because I think it's easy. It's easy to consume. It's easy to get through. It's not as daunting as an hour or two hour long podcast, but I am happy to hear that you would, uh, I, I think at least you would want to hear a longer one. But um, for right now, we're going to keep them at this length, or at least try to. You can tell some of my podcasts are shorter or longer than others. As I'm yammering on here, we're already past the 20-minute mark, so you're <laughs> getting close there. But thank you, Christy, for the email. Good, good questions, and I don't mind answering them. Let's go to Twitter. We have a tweet from Michael Eads, who's at Sonic15E, so you can follow him. Matt, another great podcast with your listener questions. I am five months from my next cruise, and I'm already excited. Is that wrong? Michael, no, it's not. Definitely not. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. I, of course, want to encourage all of you to send me your thoughts and comments. You heard some people here on today's show, like Kayla, Michael Eads, Christopher Percy, and so many others. And I want you to be a part of it as well. This is really open. And whether you have a quick comment, it could be like, hey, enjoying the show? Great. If you, I think the show stinks. I want to hear about that, too. Let me know what's on your mind. Of course, you can tweet us. On Twitter, we are at the RCL blog. On Facebook, we are at facebook.com slash Royal Caribbean blog. You can, of course, email us, matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com or Call the Royal Caribbean Blog voicemail by calling 408-6-ROYAL-6. That's 408-676-9256. And hey, I'll play your voicemail on the show. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.